to Ideas All Day, a podcast about ideas where we, not experts, talk about our ideas, rate them on either being a good idea, an idea, or a bad idea. Let's do some intros. A deer, a doe, a female deer, Ajax. Oh, I thought you were going to say Alex. No, that's you. Oh, okay. A ray, a drop of golden sun, Alex. Hello, Seattle! And me, a name I call myself. Kate, welcome. Two boys. How was your webinar today, Ajax? My webinar today went well. Woo! Congratulations. Yeah. It took a while to get into, but then it seemed to flow, and I don't think I said too many wrong things. Whatever constitutes is wrong. I didn't have too many ums. Oh, or good I, job. Yeah. I tried to go into it like the same way I go into educational program when I used to do nature education because I was an environmental educator for like 10 years, but it was really hard because there was only a computer there with no faces and just Corey on the other side, who is my coworker. So she was being the lead presenter person to help me answer questions and gather information from the people who are participating in the webinar. And so she was the one to relay that information to me. So she would also turn the screen off at certain times and turn my, like mute the presentation in my computer at certain times. So nobody would see what was going on in the background. So it was an interesting relay that we had. And it was actually pretty difficult. There's a lot involved in thinking about putting together a presentation (laughs) seamlessly. There's a lot of different things that goes into it that I never even thought of until I did this webinar, which was, if for all of our listeners, it was invasive species and the impact on biodiversity. AKA well, then, biodiversity equals good. Equals lots of species. Yes. And genetic diversity and ecosystems variation. But speaking of webinars, this week our topic is surprise webinars since you know that'd be really funny if we're like and these weeks is biodiversity and invasive species ajax from your webinar today yes did you come up with any ideas or any kind of improvements you think could help i'll tell you what i did for my webinar if you think it was good or if you think it was a logical thing to do. So So what I did to get myself pumped up because I didn't want to go into it just like blah. I set my computer up because I saw this, you know, tips for a good webinar is that you should be standing Mm -hmm. to give the webinar so you can be more animated in your voice. So I set my laptop up on a crate on my coworker's desk because I was facing it it, towards my wall in my office that has a whole bunch of grasses on tape to the wall, which I identified. So it made it look like I was a nature person. I've tried to learn about grass before. So now I'm talking about biodiversity. I really like the idea that you kind of got yourself hyped up before the presentation. This reminds me of old school football locker room getting ready right before a game. Like, woo! I totally did high kicks. You did Frankensteins? I did more like rockette kicks. How, uh, how would that get you pumped up, I guess, is my question. Get the heart rate. My go-to move, apparently. And then I was running up and down the hallway, sort of doing some suicides. But then I realized when I started my webinar, I was a little out of breath 
and a little more sweaty. So it was more comfortable. I was less comfortable throughout my webinar because it was warmer because I closed the door to my room. So I had no air circulation. So it was hot. I would have left out the suicides. And for all those who are not sports minded or played sports, suicides, a, a, a exercise or a drill that you would do where you run to one point, run back to your start point, run out to a further point, come back to your start point, and so on and so forth at further and further distances. Yes. What were your coworkers so thinking of you running up and down the hall? Oh, oh Corey saw me because she was the only other coworker there that wow. was was in the vicinity. I was like, I'm just gonna run up and down the hall, this hallway right here. Don't mind me. Judge me. I told her to judge me. So there's no emergency. Know. Just. If you see me running, it's okay. But it, it did help me playing with my voice a lot, too, and trying to, like, animate it more to make it seem more interesting. And she said, my, like, you know, the feedback that she gave me at the end, that was, like, my voice was good. So she had the controls to the webinar so she could see how many people started. Since it was, like, a free webinar, it was, like, just donation-based that we did not require any payment to attend it. So she said that there were, there were 24 people that started to watch it, and at the hour mark, it dropped down to 15 people. But then those 15 people stayed throughout the rest of nice. my presentation. Nice. So I didn't lose too many people. Yeah, and also it was I first part PowerPoint that I screen shared. Second half of the webinar, I went outside took a cell phone we did a little walking tour of some of the plants so i identified some plants that were in the meadow and the invasives that were encroaching did you do any interviews no like hello mr daffodil how do you feel about biodiversity i might have talked to a few insects okay did they talk back in their own way no in english they did not care about english so basically your ideas for like a better webinar would be uh, standing doing a warm-up but not too vigorous of a warm-up and giving your, your voice a little exercise before starting. Yeah. And then also for my tour, I wanted to show off some tools that I like to use to remove said invasive plants. Did you so show I off lined, your guns? I, I showed off my, kind of did. I tried to pull some weeds with my hands, but it was just kind of a fail holding the phone and trying to pull at the same time. So I wouldn't have wanted to watch that. I was just talking like, did you just flex and be like, sometimes you need some of these bad boys. Mm-hmm. So that's what I got from my webinar so far. I don't know if I have more information to tell you. Oh, one thing that I was trying to do was try to stare at the camera a little bit. I was nervous yeah. because when I first practiced my webinar, I saw my slides and I had nothing to say about them. And last night I sort of went through every slide and just sort of like almost reworded what my bullet points were and just added things that I didn't say, I didn't write in the top, the slide portion of the webinar. I just wrote it all out because then when I was back webinar world and when I went live, that was when I was oh, able yeah. to read my script that I sort of had. And I was trying to focus up on the camera version, the computer, so it made it look like I was... Staring you know, looking into your soul. Staring into your soul. You gotta make that connection. All interesting points. That's those are the things I did today. Impressive. How long was your webinar? An hour and a half. Oh wow. That's a that's a solid webinar right there. So we were actually pretty well timed. Good job. Nice work. Nice work. Woo -woo. Proud of you. Thanks. I personally think these are all great ideas. Anyone listening to this right now can take this run with it and have a better webinar experience presenting.
and I would agree. I mean, honestly, it would go to any sort of public speaking in general. A warm-up is always a good thing, especially if you're not used to doing it on a regular basis. When you're not used to doing it, it's good to kind of, like you said, get the blood pumping, get in the zone, get ready to actually talk rather than just jumping into it where you could be very, you could stammer and not talk very well, like I'm doing right now. Or you could be show confidence and kind of keep the, the conversation moving because you've got in your head in the right place. And I think that, again, fits for any sort of public speaking. Cool. So congratulations, right. Ajax. Good I ideas. Got, I got good ideas, pal. Woo-woo! All right. All right. So coming from a different perspective than Ajax, I have never given a webinar. I've only had to attend webinars. And my webinar experience has not been ideal. It has been, for the most part, I felt like either a waste of my time or where you could have taken the webinar, most many of them for multiple hours. We're talking three or more. Oh, Jesus. Condense them down into a much smaller portion and get the same exact information. Three-hour webinar? Oh, no. The last thing I was in, it was a six-hour webinar. Six uh, hours? Awful. Six hours. Now, mind you, they took breaks at each hour, had a lunch break, but it was still like a total, if you include the lunch break, technically a seven-hour webinar that had maybe three hours worth of material, unlike Ajax's webinar, which was a free event that you could join, be a part of. This was paid for by the company I work for. Mm. They paid I think at least $500 for the six-hour webinar. You know, I was, wasn't paying for it, so to me, it's still a free webinar in my book. But they spent at least three hours of the six hours that actively talking about nothing in particular, either about their dog, their own personal job experience that had nothing to do with the topic, or advertisements for the company that they are technically were consulting for. They were advertising for it on like every half an hour. We've had several advertisements for a specific program that they have, which is like a subscription program where you can, you know, the seminar might cost $500, but if you pay $500 separately to them, you can have access to all these other webinars and resources. They've advertised it three times in the first hour, but literally they were having people call it or talk during it. They would get the kind of the microphone, which was great. Kind of gave a different perspective on it. So this person called in, they had lost their job or they weren't working at the time. So they took this seminar back in the beginning of like quarantine or they were, they were going to be taking it. They ended up not taking it and had to do the web version so she had already paid like between three and five hundred dollars to attend the seminar and then she was going to cancel she she literally had to talk called the seminar people to talk about that to tell everybody that she talked about to their customer service and how she then signed up for this five hundred dollar program okay she literally spent time that we paid for to talk about her own advertisement to this program that had nothing that her she was contributing literally nothing to the program to the seminar itself because i can guarantee you they paid this woman to do it it just felt too forced just it pissed me off so much so my first idea is to have a sign language interpreter as part of the webinar kind of a presenter who would interpret however the sign language interpreter just like all of us are real people they are a third person hired by the third party staff what will happen is while the the seminar is ongoing and things are going well they do their job they're doing the sign language they're doing it but when things go off the rails and they start talking about it, they start doing that pantomime. You know that move people do when just that blah, blah, blah with their hand? Yes. Mm, Or they start, she acts like she's sleeping, or he or she, the interpreter acts like they're sleeping when things aren't going, and Mm -hmm. it's just boring, where it's just, it's just worthless. That's what they would do. They wouldn't even interpret it because it's worthless. 
especially when they're paid seminars. If it's a free seminar, you don't have to be there. No one said you're not paying to be there. This is for if it's where it's like these companies that are spent, you're spending hundreds of dollars to attend this, to get this information or to be a part of this. And you feel, and it's literally like you're getting nothing, especially if I was a person paying for this, I would have called to get my money back from the experience I had originally had. This is basically to say to not only to the, the, the group where this person knows how I'm feeling right now. You and know, I, think that, I think your sign language interpreter should probably write a review for the webinar too. She'd be a, he or she would be a good person a third to, party review, to yeah. be a that's really exactly good it. reviewer. But that's exactly yeah. it. They're, they're just as much a part of this as anybody else, yeah. whether they can get something out of it or not. But they're essentially like, it's really when things go off the rails, when they get off topic too much. Hmm. And they're there to start kind of, basically, they're not going to sign language when nothing's going on. It would basically be someone to kind of, speak not only for doing sign language but to speak for the whole crowd because the the person who's running the webinar also sees this person so they can kind of pick up on this when things are kind of going off the rails i love the sign language interpreter i like to call it the the sassy sign language interpreter i think that's a great idea and then they they're also a third party they're not really there they could be either paid to be taking the webinar to do their job or they can be learning as well no, it has to be entirely third party. Not yeah. even taking the seminar has become because that's there still would be an element of wanting to pay attention or be a part of it versus just I'm uh, basically there to be an interpreter, but also to kind of keep things going, keep things, you know, moving in the right direction. Sign language, good idea, Kyle. So I think it would be super beneficial to have standard sign language interpreters mm-hmm. for webinars, obviously for the, the hearing impaired. The thing I didn't like was the sassiness of the sign language interpreter. I feel like there could be a more respectful way of bringing to the uh, presenters, uh, the presenters' <laughs> attention. Present potatoes. Pre- present potatoes' attention that they're babbling or going on. So for piles, I'm going to put this in the ideas pile, leaning towards the good ideas pile because I like a lot of the idea. The only thing I didn't like is the super sassiness of it. I forgot about the sassiness of there it. There was a and lot I, of sass. I, I always enjoy sass. So uh, sass is a key part of it. You can't have the sign language without the sass. Okay, so then Sassy sign language. The second one, a little bit more realistic. You know, sign language interpreter, great for inclusivity, but you know, you got to hire another person. You got to do stuff. I mean, I still like the personal nature of it. And you know, it's again, it's a, there's a, there's a bit of a personal touch. There's some humor. It keeps you a little bit more engaged. You're kind of watching that person just as much as you're paying attention. But let's say, let's take the, let's take the one person review out of it. What if that person is not very good or really likes that, that kind of faff that goes along with these webinars that they've been doing this for too long. There needs to be an anonymous voting system attached to the webinar software because there's too often where they just mute, mute the chat. They don't let anything go and they just chat, 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 talk, talk, talk. There really should be a, a voting system that says, this is boring. We need to move on to the next topic because this is getting annoying. That way it shows that the audience is either engaged or not engaged. And it's anonymous. So, and it, these are professional. These are people that want to be there or they're paying to be there. So they're not going to be trolls. They're not going to be ridiculous. They're just going to move on. They, so they is, this want, a, is this one of the roles of the attendees? These are the yes. people attending. These are the people paying to be here or those, like the ones that want to listen. But if you're going off the rails in ways that don't make any sense, that'll either tell you, tell the person who's running it saying, hey, no, there's a purpose to what I'm saying. 
even though I'll let me wrap up and then get to the point, or saying, sorry for getting off topic, this is what we're doing next. Right. So it keeps things moving along properly, you know, or maybe people like will in the chat really love it, or the people watching really love it, they don't say anything. And they can keep that going. And that's great, too, because that's what the, the audience who's paying for this wants. Oh, I thought you're having a thumbs up or thumbs down, like a grading system to yeah. like how we already do during our things, but add like a thumbs down or keep going or but like just add a button within the Zoom thing and like just send it out like, all right, grade it. Are we good here? Or like check, do you understand? Yeah, but people, when you have a, like a shout out saying yes, do you understand or no, you don't, people always say yes, whether they do or not. This is really about like a grading, almost like a participation on the audience's part where it might come up in the bottom of your screen every so often, how are things going, yes or no. So that it gives feedback to the person giving the webinar, but it also allows the person who's watching to have some feedback because normally you're just passive rider in this whole webinar train. You have literally zero say in what's going on. That's that top. I think it's an idea. I like it as a knowledge check. If I was a presenting and I was like, oh, people don't like what I'm saying. Oh, then I'd get really down on myself, maybe. Okay. okay. So you see it more as a, that you would take it more in a negative way rather than saying people aren't engaged, let's move on to the next topic or let me wrap it up or do it in a different way. Like if things are going a little too slow, again, changing what you're doing. I feel like the wording would be important in terms of you know, how it's disseminated to the person who's presenting. Mm -hmm. Just because when I was presenting today, I couldn't see very much feedback. I would see comments popping up yeah. every now and then, like a flash of the screen, but I wouldn't see the words because I was on my laptop. And then we only stopped for breaks for questions and to, to answer during the webinar. So I feel like if there was rating system, I'd be like, oh, and if I didn't have a next topic to go to, it would have to be a rating system within the presentation prior to. Well, it's not necessarily, like you say, it could be a rating system where you have multiple categories in the rating where move on to next topic or losing interest where you may have to rework how you're saying confused. Ooh, or there could be a situation like, a like that box or something like options to mm -hmm. be like okay i feel this way because like so you know the background where the person is coming from that mean, yeah saying it's that, not just a yes or no things are going good yeah. or bad essentially it's this is a good topic bad topic i don't understand explain more explain differently that kind of thing I I think right now it's in my head, it's in the, in the idea stage, mm -hmm. but then once I get further understanding and further detailed, oh, I don't, it probably end up in the good ideas. Okay. That's where I'm at. I really like this idea from a attendee's point of view, just simply because it, it really gives you like a sense of power too. You're giving your input right at that time. You don't want to hear about this guy's dog all day. Like, let's get to the point. In the webinar that I was co-presenting, I feel like if we had this tool when my co-presenter was presenting, I have a feeling that the majority of the presentation would have been like, go to the next topic. It gives you an idea of what your crowd is feeling. And that's the thing with webinars is when you're doing an actual presentation in front of people, you can read the room. You know when you're losing the room. You can look around and you can see people that are disengaged or you can look around and see people who are actively listening to you. Doing a webinar, that's the one thing I don't like is I can't feel the crowd. But with Alex's yeah. idea, this would give me a better understanding like, okay, I am giving them information that they want or okay, I'm not giving them information that they want. And if your webinar isn't providing any useful information or if your webinar is not giving anything to your audience, it is a waste of time. 
It's a waste of everybody's time. So I like this idea. I'm putting in the good ideas pile. Did you just say you said it was a good idea? I did. I uh, liked other ideas you've had. You have not. You've been, if, if you have, they've been sarcastic yeses or good oh, ideas. That's not true. <laughs> now you're judging Kate's her way of grading. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I don't hate all of your ideas. I just think some of them are not realistic. Look, just because you don't have the vision that I do to look beyond the norm is no reason to put them down. <laughs> if I'm the one who's judging them, it is. <laughs> That's my job. That's how I roll. Boom. Let's take the whole nature away. Let's say you, you they don't they don't want to do the voting system. They don't want to do anything else. But you got to still stay engaged and pay attention. Now, what's the most popular thing for people on the internet? The thing they're probably already watching anyways, besides the webinar they're supposed to be parting of. Porn. Next to that. Kitty cat videos? Boom, you got it. So what we're doing is we've got software where it is literally software to replace the head of the person or the, the visage of the person that you're watching with the head of a cat, specifically talking to you during the webinar, which this software does exist, by the way. Where literally, as the webinar person talks, the cat would be speaking. I'm sorry. I, I would have to say this software has to be done really well, or else I probably wouldn't like it. There's videos out there. There's actually a, there is a software out there that uses this, that you can do multiple different faces, but still. Or another facet to this, where instead of having that, you just literally have looping videos of cats. I mean, that's fine. That but, way, but having you, a cat head talk, and if the dubbing is off, I would hate it. Well, the problem is it's usually where with the way the software usually works is it actually takes your web camera and uses it to, to like do a mapping of your face and then maps it onto this avatar that you use that in this case would be a cat. So then it would, your actual lips would move as you talk. That was all of my ideas. That, that was it. Yeah, no, bad, bad idea. There we go. There's my bad idea pile one. How dare you? <laughs> I would be so distracted by what was going on on the screen than actually what it, was being presented mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's just me that's I'm, okay i'm easily distracted <laughs> this i never unfair. would have realized that <laughs> and i say if, if the dubbing is good then i would like it if the dubbing is not good i would not like it all right so that was alex's three ideas yeah all right so let me do my ideas like alex and ajax i have both given a webinar and attended a, a webinar So with the last webinar that I was a part of, I didn't know what the topics I was going to present until the day before, which really was disappointing because it gave me zero time to prep. But my presentation partner, even though that person was given a list of topics that the presentation was supposed to be about, totally talked about something completely and utterly different. And like Alex's real-time feedback, I was thinking it would be kind of cool if in your webinar, you could have like a list of topics or like popular topics. People can vote on what topics they're really most interested in. You can hit those first so that, for instance, with your webinar, Ajax, say that the people didn't really want to see the slideshow. They just really wanted to see the outdoor identification. And that was like one of the topics they could choose. So if 98% of the people want to see the outside stuff first, to do the outside stuff first, and then the people who were more interested in learning more 
and detailed with the PowerPoint could stick around where the other people were, who weren't interested could just leave then and had what they wanted out of the webinar, if you get so what I'm options. saying. So like options. If I was giving a webinar about cake decoration and Ooh. the topics were three-tier cakes, bun cakes, frosting choices, and candles for birthdays. And everybody's like, oh, candles for birthdays is something I'm really interested in. I could go over that first. So that covers the majority of the people who are interested in that. And then basically just keep on going down the list as like the majority votes. So the majority is going to be mostly happy throughout the whole presentation. Mm. So that was one idea. I would put that in the ideas pile for two reasons. Okay. One from the presenter's side. If you're essentially doing a voting system, you have, I mean, you, if you're designing it that, around it, you might be okay. But if you're doing a normal design of a set of a webinar, you have a flow, you have a pattern, like a start and an end, you have an idea. If you have to vote on the, what part you're changing, you're going to be jumping around all over the place. As a presenter, I get very confused and have to stop, find the notes for the right section. If something else before that was related to it, and all of a sudden you're just, you have to rehash or talk about it just to bring it back up later in another section. As a presenter, I would get very, very confused. On the attendee side, it's very nice just to basically go, this is what I want. This is what I'm going for. But then I think towards the end of it, you're going to have people leaving before it's over because you're going to do all the most popular topics first and then kind of peter out the end where it's the really boring stuff. So it's, it could, if you're looking to reduce time on webinars, great. If you're looking to try and keep things flowing, it almost feels like it's, you're going to have a huge drop off in people attending towards the end where they just don't want to be a part of it because I heard what they wanted already. Well, that was kind of my two parts. Which was kind of the idea was so that the people who are like, look, I'm only here to listen to this part of the webinar. Mm -hmm. I don't want to know about anything else. They can get theirs and go. And as for a presenter, you have to know this before going into your presentation that this is going to be the format so that, that you have these options and that you have to be able to adjust to whatever is going to be deemed worthy of that time slot, supposedly. That's a horrible way of putting that. You have to adjust to what is the popular choice. If, if I'm a presenter and I didn't know that was going on, oh, it would be confusing as all hell. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't be prepared. But if I'm prepared to know like topic A, B, C, D, and I can do my presentation and my slideshow knowing how to adjust for that, that's more where the idea was going. For With that side of it, I'm to take Ajax's, you know, kind of thing. I'm sure one of the seminar, it's like if you were given a seminar on, some, on invasive species and biodiversity, in her particular one, you know, what if modules is what is an invasive species? And then the next one is what types, if you're skipping over that, what is an invasive species and going right to the types means you're almost losing out on the part of the information it almost feels like. Even if you're doing up in modules, you know, where you're cutting off pieces in that yeah. regard. It wouldn't work for all presentations, yeah. but it could work for some. So would you say this is a good idea, bad idea, idea? I think it's a good idea. A good idea if it was if it was predetermined on the process and like, you know, if everybody was on board if that was the process and figured out logistically prior to. All right. Then it was on to the, the other idea I was thinking about is as we're dealing with the whole COVID situation and more and more remote learning is happening, I think it would be a great tool for teachers who have to do online teaching where they're basically doing these video calls to like 30 students 
and they're trying to teach them addition. Remember like when we went to school back in the day and nope. you would go through a chapter in your book and at the end of each chapter there was a chapter quiz? And yeah. if you could answer the chapter quiz, you know that you covered the information. So you thought. It was like a test to see if you understood the material. Yeah. So I feel like for these teaching sessions that are happening over the internet, that teachers kind of have the same thing. Like a mini test is giving out to all the students real time. They take the quiz. The results are given back to the teacher. So if 97% of the students aced it, this teacher knows that the students are getting it. And the 3% that didn't get it, she or he gets that information. So they know follow up with those students. Whereas if 37% of the students pass, then the teacher knows, okay, the majority of the class doesn't understand this. We need to go back and revisit it. So that was my other idea. Like cool. Real time. Real time evaluations. Yes. I was in the leaning much more towards the good idea because it gives a good knowledge check, encourage it shows participation, you know, and it helps you determine who needs if someone needs a little bit more help than others afterwards. I thought overall it was a really good productive idea. I think it's a good idea too. And I think also there might be possible other formats that, that might already exist in. Um, so I stole I'm, the idea. <laughs> which is a good idea that somebody might have engineered device to assist in performing that idea. That made me think of that idea. It's like kids don't like to ask questions. Not in a classroom and definitely not in a webinar. I've been in a lot of webinars where people are like, all right, everybody understand? Okay, let's keep going. And exactly. no one says anything. And at the end of the webinar, people are asking questions. And it's like, well, why didn't you ask it then? Why didn't you say you didn't understand it then? And that's another big thing. If you don't understand something, you don't know you don't understand it until it comes down to applying that knowledge. It would be like a good litmus test to see where you are with the presentation and the webinar. Yep, I, I get agree. it. Cool. Thank you so much. Hey, you're welcome. Peace. See ya. Bye. Bye.